everyone. It's Gloria and welcome to season five, episode four of Miss Independent. Today, I'm joined by Kareem Nanji, who is the CEO of Marble Financial, an online platform with tools and resources to help Canadians move to a positive financial future. We will be chatting about what Marble is, how it helps Canadians with their financial fitness, and some tips and tricks to improve your own financial fitness. Hope you enjoy. So I am here today with Kareem Nanji, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Marble Financial. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Gloria. Thanks for having me. Of course. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Kareem Nanji, 54 years old this year. I'm the CEO of Marble Financial, which is a publicly traded company on junior stock exchange. Our company is focused around financial wellness, financial fitness, trying to help Canadians and everyday people get back into mainstream when they're otherwise financially challenged or at the same time, lack financial literacy and education on those concepts that they don't teach you in school, right? But they're very important in day-to-day living. So uh, I'm a father, uh, husband, uh, three kids, and uh, so life is full of fun and excitement and a lot of drama. <laughs> awesome. Love that. And what is your relationship with money? It was funny, um, you know, you're asking this question, but before you started uh, recording, we were talking about the relationship money. I grew up uh, immigrant family coming from East Africa in the early 70s. And the relationship with money was always something that was just negative connotation to it, right? You know, when you have two parents working both two jobs each. And uh, so my relationship with money actually got better over time, right? And now it it is something that I embrace where money is something to uh, not look at it as negatively as the general population may look at it, especially after COVID, because you need money to pay bills and you need money to fix the car. There's so much associated with it. Uh, And that's one of the things I think that uh, I grew up with that helps me with a vision of what Marvel can be for those Canadians and people out there uh, that are wondering and having the same question about money, that it can be a good thing right? It can be a good thing. And it is a good thing because it is necessary for us to achieve those goals that we desire. And and it's also very unique at that standpoint, because each one of our goals and what we are passionate about is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's very true. So how were you able to kind of change your mindset? Because I know like growing up with not a lot, like you can very easily kind of adapt a scarcity mindset, but then getting older and using money as a tool, how were you able to kind of shift that? Well, a lot of this, I think, uh, through practicing of, you know, when you get into it, a certain people all have trigger events or those aha moments in life, uh, where you start looking at, there's got to be something more than what is here, right? So when you when you start with mindfulness and finding out and researching the concept of abundance, right? I mean, everything you really want is achievable. You can get it. And uh, when you focus on your energies, on your desires and the activities associated with getting what you desire and you believe you can do it, right? you start realizing that money is uh, is necessary in order for, for us to do this. But in the same time as money or energy or time, these are all currencies, right, that we use in order to achieve what we want to do. So this was something that has been a progression over time, Gloria. I can't remember when 
Uh, and it's something that you constantly deal with too, right? Because when Karim sometimes goes on autopilot, I go back to what I used to think 30 years ago sometimes and not realize it and go back to some old ways before I kind of felt uh, enlightened about it. But uh, the relationship with money, I think it's very important for everybody. It's not really taught in school. Or, or at all. And so a lot of us mm-hmm. as kids are socialized through the education system. And then we're going, we go out into the real world and we start realizing the importance of why the currency is, is important. So there was a few, a few moments over my life, Gloria, that I went through where, whether it was hardship or something that I really wanted to get. And we were able to do it, whether it was purchasing our first home, you start to realize that all these things are achievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. And do you budget? I do. My wife doesn't. And this is the <laughs> challenge, right? So this is the real challenge where I realize, that, especially with the field that we're in, in personal finance, uh, you focus on budgeting and cash flow. And you focus on those things where you go through your budget. And, you know, I'm a, I need my daily Tim Hortons. I'm a big fan of Tim Hortons tea, right? And I don't want to cut it out. I'm a big movie fan too. I like to go watch my movies and at the at the theater. Uh, and I don't want to not do those things. But you know, you focus on those things. You know, when you look at the, what I'm spending my money on, I go through it and I look at it and I'm saying, okay, necessary, necessary, necessary. And Tim Hortons is necessary for me, right? It is necessary. It is one of my things to do every morning. Um, on the drive to work, or even with COVID, with working from home, I needed to go do that every morning. But I think it's important to realize that it's not when we're focusing on those things about needs versus wants when we're budgeting. A lot of the wants are needs, right? They're needs, and you have to prioritize those things, right? Where is my Netflix subscription uh, important? Well, it sure it was during COVID. That's for sure. <laughs> and so we go through this exercise. So I do budget. My wife generally kind of leaves it up to me and they're always constantly like, well, whoa, whoa, what did we buy from Amazon? And, <laughs> and I'll find out, you know, those type of things. So I think she relies on the fact that I'm kind of taking care of some of these things, but I think it's important to put a box around inflow and outflow. Yes. Right. Yes. Money coming in and money going out. Right. And if you're not doing that, it's very easy. You know, there's a statistic uh, that MNP and I think StatsCan put out that for every dollar of disposable income, Canadians carry almost a dollar seventy-five of debt. Really? Yeah. Think about it. Right. So we borrow quite a bit. Yes. That's shocking to me. Yeah. That's it is shocking, right? Wow. And and most of this comes from the bigger part of the population, right? I mean, obviously, when you look at the twenty eighty rule, but Canadians need to finance day to day living. And they need to finance their goals as well, right? And some Canadians have a hard time focusing on goals because they're so caught up in day-to-day living, right? Mm -hmm. It's a challenge for Canadians, especially because of COVID and that it kind of exacerbated a problem that has existed for a long time. But knowing what you're working with, and then if you want something, then you know, okay, well, in order for me to get this, I need to be able to save this much, or I need to get a second job or a part-time job, right? But once you've identified the goals, then you can start figuring out what you need to do, right? In some cases, people need to cut back on some of these things, right? And that's yeah. the only way you can do it. So budgeting is absolutely essential. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, I think that a lot of people think of budgeting as something that makes their life more restrictive, but it doesn't really have to be like you can do a loose budget where, like you said, you know, understanding the inflows and outflows and then understanding what are your fixed costs and then what else you have to work with. But you're so right, Gloria. It can be that simple, right? You don't have to, like some people are very detailed about it. You know, I've, I've talked to people in the past where they keep separate bank accounts for savings for travel or or monthly, like, you know, people do look at it, especially in the age when you can open up online accounts very easily, right? So money would go into this account or 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 things of that nature. But I think that's a very important uh, statement that you made in reference to it is your budget. It is your personal budget. It's a different situation, right? Based on your budget, based on what you like to do, this is what you can do. Now, if your goal is to save for retirement, the wealthy barber, I should have mentioned that, um, about one of those aha moments when I was first out of university. And this was David Chilton's first book and The Wealthy Barber. doesn't resonate now because it references a newspaper. And kids today would say, what's a newspaper, right? <laughs> but at that point in time, it was talking about pay yourself first. It was talking about dollar cost averaging and those terms and terminology uh, for long-term things. So whether you, you're putting $10 aside per paycheck or you're putting $100 aside, either the important thing is to do these things, right? Pay yourself first, make sure there's money away for uh, emergency. And and a lot of times, you know, there, there is money um, in everybody's budget that is otherwise wasted. Other, mm-hmm. You know, there's so much waste that goes on where you just, oh, well, that's only two bucks. Oh, that's only five bucks, right? But these things add up, right? Yeah. And the age old concepts of focus on the pennies and don't worry about the dollars because it'll take care of itself that way. Absolutely. And that's kind of what Marvel is helping Canadians with, right? Helping them set financial goals and track towards them. So can you tell us a little bit more about how Marvel helps with that? Yeah. So where our focus was is that the software that we've kind of created with personal finance and budgeting and um, and debt repayment and the financial literacy uh, platform that we built speaks to those things that I spoke about recently, just a few minutes ago about some of these concepts are not taught in school. So a lot of us lack financial literacy about those things that impact our financial wellness. Now, in an economy where credit is so important, did you know that one third of Canadians cannot walk into a bank where they have a bank account and get a credit card or a loan or a mortgage? One third, one in three people you're walking in the street do not have credit scores that can get them financing at the cheapest terms, the most flexible terms, which are typically with the major financial institutions and banks. So where do these other individuals go? Alternative finance uh, industries, obviously there's payday loans that are very, very necessary that they exist because there's a lot of people that, how else would they survive when a single mother with kids and their car breaks down what is she going to do to get to work, to get her kids to school, those types of things, right? So our focus is on financial literacy and helping people getting included in mainstream financial services, right? And so the concept of financial exclusion or financial inclusion, it's a global phenomenon, and it happens throughout the world where segments of the market are marginalized from participating in the economy and mainstream financial services. And you would never expect that to happen in the first world countries, right? But mm-hmm. these, these are statistics. 50% of Canadians are, uh, there's more month left at the end of the money than there is money, right? So 
MNP came out with another study that says 50% of Canadians are $200 at the end of every month away from not being able to make their payments. So there's very, very little disposable income left after that. So the concept around Marble was very much about getting in, people included, educating them on those things that are excluding them. You know, you get a credit card or you get a high interest loan. Uh, well, why are you getting a high interest loan? You're getting a high interest loan because you can't get a low interest loan. Where do you get the low interest loan from? You get them from institutions that are assessing your credit worthiness and your ability to pay. And credit score is a big driver. It assesses your risk. And it's a number, it's a three-digit number. Equifax has a number, TransUnion has a number, and lenders use that number to assess risk based on your repayment history. So we have an AI technology that looks at your credit report, and not only does it give you your credit score, it can actually tell you what you need to do to improve your credit score. It could tell you, you know, Gloria, if you pay $50 to Visa, your credit score can jump up 10 points. If you pay $100 to MasterCard, your credit score can jump up 15 points. Now, why is this important? Because it could make a difference between an approval and a decline for your mortgage, for your car loan, for a credit card. And if you know before you go, then you can save that embarrassment because personal finance for a lot of people is a very touchy subject and they don't, they're embarrassed a lot of times that they have poor credit or that they were in university and got a whole bunch of credit cards and didn't pay attention to it. And then all of a sudden their credit is bad. And now when they want to buy a car, no, no, no decline. So using what is happening to a lot of everyday Canadians, we started building technology that included artificial intelligence and recommendations for people and what they can do to get back into financial wellness, educating them on the concepts of cash flow, budgeting, debt, credit score, but using real data, their data from their bank accounts, from their credit report to make it their personal financial journey, right? And that speaks to what we just talked about, about being it, it's my budget. What do I want to do with the money that I earn? Uh, what do I want to achieve? So we've kind of done that. We were focused for the most part directly with consumers. And recently, uh, we're partnering with businesses, lenders, financial planners, car lenders, who are seeing that a lot of customers are getting declined. And you don't want to lose touch with that customer or a customer doesn't qualify for a mortgage with a major financial institution and they go to an alternative mortgage broker. That mortgage broker wasn't able to get them in a 1% mortgage, but they were able to get them into an 8% mortgage. But now with our technology, they look at it and say, okay, let's get them in an 8% mortgage. Let Marble's technology help this consumer ultimately graduate to a B mortgage I mean, and then to an A mortgage over time, right? Because they didn't get... People didn't get to where they are overnight. So there's not overnight results. And that's where we're focused on personal financial uh, wellness and fitness to education and helping people give them the tools that they need in order to help them get back into the mainstream economy and participating members. Because, you know, these days, brick and mortar, what used to be showrooming is now turned into web rooming. People are all online. Mm -hmm. And if that's what's happening, then you need some type of prepaid card or a credit card in order to transact. Yeah, so those are all things that are kind of happening at one time. And then COVID happens and cash was, nobody was taking cash. Nobody <laughs> wanted to touch money. Uh, so helping people kind of operate and get to a period of comfort and confidence that there is a path forward 
and there is a brave new world out there that everybody can be a part of, but you have to take care of the details, which means budget. Going back to your first question, you need to know more about what's coming in and what's going out. Yeah. So how are you reaching people? Because I feel like this is something that can benefit so many Canadians, but they just might not know about it. Yeah, that's true. So there is a lot of noise in the industry, a lot of feeling that there's a lot of competition. Everybody's talking about credit rebuilding or why don't you get this or that? So Marvel went public in 2019. So a a young group of can-do people in the company with a new company and a new vision. So getting the story out Rich in marketing has done a fabulous job on just getting our name out there so people can understand a little bit more about what what we're doing. Uh, And then because I've been in the industry for a long time, there's a lot of partners in the ecosystem that you reach out to and they've got customers that they're not helping. They're not monetizing. And so there's no business. The consumer is walking away, not getting their car. and, And the car lender is not monetizing the sale of the car. So there's a lot of waste in the industry. And so working with these partners and saying, you know what, we can help those customers that you can't help. And then at a point, at a certain point in time, we can rehabilitate this customer for potential reacquisition because the goal doesn't go away, right? So we were marketing to consumers online through digital marketing, through our partners. And recently with a new product, Marble Connect, we're embedding our technology at the point of the transaction. So embedding our technology, very much like Intel did in the 90s, Intel inside, Intel microchip was with every PC. We're now focused on helping the consumer at the point of where their goal originates, which is I want... a home renovation loan. I want to buy a home. I want to buy a car. A lot of Canadians are getting declined for rent because of poor credit, right? Or jobs in the financial service industry because of poor credit. And poor credit starts from issues with cash management. You have an inability to pay your bills, right? And so moving to the source and helping people with their budgeting, understanding their cash flows. You know, you said it um, earlier about car loan or rent or your cell phone, which is a necessity, right, these days, right? So those are the things you have to pay and everything else. Now, what are you going to do with that? But everything from your account is a spend, right? Whether you spend on you or you spend with your mortgage lender or your landlord, and you get to decide what you're going to do with that money. So now it's through marketing and through partnerships, getting the word out there. The story is getting out more, and we're continuing to continue to get our message out across, right, through through partnerships and and the like that way. But, you know, I of course, I would wish more people knew about us, but that in itself is a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What do you think were some other challenges that you faced starting out like as a young company? Well, one of the things was it is the, the, uh, what you just mentioned right now is getting your name out there, right? Getting your name out there, building trust and confidence with partners and with everyday people, making sure that, I mean, the market opportunity for me clearly exists with some of the stats that I just shared with you, right? So there is an opportunity for for-profit businesses to, to be able to do social good and also be a going concern as a for-profit business, right? So there is value you can provide that people are willing to pay for. So uh, by that is making sure you're communicating the value proposition to your consumer or prospect and, and making sure there's a product market fit, right? Because there is a gap now, but did you create something that fits? And right off the bat with their MVP or minimum viable product, 
uh, we started to get traction in the heart of COVID and realized that a lot of people all of a sudden were really focused on their personal financial situation. And a lot of it was just out of fear and desperation, right? Uh, that was one. And then continuing to make updates, um, talking to your consumers, getting feedback from them, incorporating it into the product, focusing on the competition. And it's challenging sometimes because there's a lot of incumbents in the industry that are giants that have a lot of consumers competing with these companies for their marketing budget is challenging uh, as a company because, and how do you get, because especially when everybody's now transacting online through Google or Facebook or Instagram, online real estate advertising is very expensive. Regulators have also put protocols in place, uh, worried about uh, just making sure, especially in the financial services industry, you have to be very careful about how you're attracting consumers. And so, and I think Apple recently came out with something where you can turn off ads on, on your, uh, on what you're searching. And so that means that there's less advertising space, which means law supply and demand, it's more expensive. And how do you know your messaging? So messaging is also a key. Uh, but so th those are challenges that that are typically gone through trial and error, finding out what works out there. The industry does move fast, uh, Gloria. So what you thought was working yesterday, if it's going to take you six months to get it to market, things could be radically different at that time. Mm -hmm. right? Now, before, before COVID, uh, we're anticipating some type of recession in the third quarter of 2021, right about now. COVID just accelerated that. So in a lot of ways, Obviously, it brought a lot of hurt to most of us, um, but it also created an opportunity for companies like us where, in a lot of ways, the Red Sea parted where you could kind of go in there and people were more open to listening to solutions like this because nobody wants to be caught without an emergency fund or realizing that emergency fund wasn't long enough because COVID's mm -hmm. now been here for a year and a half. Uh, so uh, a lot of these challenges that we go through, uh, and we will continue to go through because that's just the way it is when you when you're running a business. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's it's part of the journey, right? Yes, absolutely. Is using Marble free? There is a freemium version, absolutely, and then there is another pricing tier where there's some advanced level analytics and AI associated with pay as you go, or you can do a three month subscription, six months or 12 months. But we generally we offer the freemium and let people do a test drive, build that credibility and that trust, get them indoctrinated with some of these concepts. Uh, but some people just jump right in and they want to go into, into a paid subscription. Mm -hmm. Do you have any customer success stories that you could share? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we're helping uh, people just this morning, we were um, just sharing um, just new some updates that we're going to be launching with the user community and just watching them on video respond with the software. And, you know, they're, they're oh, wow, I hated the way this was before, but I like what you're going to be doing with this. But, you know, helping people coming out of a really bad situation where they just don't know what's uh, whether they're up or, or they're down with their finances, but getting all that information, uh, getting the information into uh, a very user-friendly format where we consumerize their data, right? We consumerize the data so they make sense. Because nobody, when people look at a credit report, they don't know what some of these things mean, but what does this mean in English, right? Mm -hmm. So the education part, absolutely, where people are going through these online courses and they're curated courses where we teach them something and we ask them questions and then they answer those questions to see what they've learned in some type of certification. 
We've had people that we've helped come out of an insolvency event where, you know, typically when you go into an insolvency, your, your credit report is going to look like a dog's breakfast for seven, eight years. Uh, but helping them come back into the mainstream uh, by providing them solutions uh, and then make them bankable again, right? Where once upon a time they weren't. Uh, helping individuals that have seen credit score increases of 200 points in, in a matter of two months. Whereas some other people, some other people see that gradually over time. There's a lot of stories of people that we have helped get into that. I wish we were helping more people. And that comes back to getting our story out there, Gloria. There are people who felt like there was, there was no, no hope and were given hope quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really important. I think that, you know, just for people to be able to take control of their own personal finances again is like super powerful. Yes. And you're a great advocate. It's actually, I, I have to say that you creating this podcast and this community that you're sharing this with, because it is, uh, people don't realize they're not alone, but they don't want to talk about these things because it's a taboo subject, but it should be, right? I mean, your closest friends are the people who might've been able to give you some insight on something, but if you don't ask a trusted person, or if you don't, people like you don't come out there and share these topics or get people like me uh, as part of your program, um, and the message just doesn't get out. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the most important things that you think people should know about their personal finance, aside from, you know, the basics, budgeting, knowing right. your inflows and outflows that we've talked about? Anything else? Well, I, th- I think, yeah, you're right. It should be very important for people to realize that, first of all, uh, a lot of people that are feeling marginalized realize that you're not alone. Okay. There's a lot of people that go through these things, but really focusing and going through the difficult step of outlining where you are, what, what is your current situation, right? And having that aha moment about, okay, this is where I am and committing to concepts of budgeting and understanding where you're spending your money. So you need to get intimate with that. Now, not it doesn't need to be the detail. Like you said, you suggested that I just have this little bucket there where I put everything in and what I spend from that. It can be that simple, but you need to be aware of those things that there are certain expenses you have every month that you don't really have a choice. Housing, food, transportation, and then everything else, you kind of figure it out as, as you go along based on your circumstances. So realizing you're not alone, but realizing that you do have to take that first step and realizing and, and, and understanding exactly what your situation is. But at the same time, there are resources out there if somebody's got a lot of debt. So do your online research. The, you know, you can go to mymarble.ca and there's a lot of free tools. So there's a lot of free resources if you have the will um, uh, that you want that can give you the skill to be able to climb out of the situation it is or achieve what your goal is, whether it's a purchasing of a home or a car or paying for your education, whatever it might be. And just get your arms around it and, and, and tackle it. So, you know, when we say those other than just budgeting, take a look at your credit score. Right. There's a lot of free. You can go to you can sign up for an account in my marble. You get your free credit score and it can kind of tell you what lenders or the credit industry, how they view you as whether you're a risk or not. Um, and then understand and set your goals. If you're carrying credit card debt and, you know, uh, it's a high interest rate, uh, people don't know that some people will come back and say that, you know what? Oh, I've got great credit. I pay my bills off every month doesn't necessarily work like that. Right. Because the algorithms with the Equifax and TransUnion 
utilization, like how much of a balance are you actually carrying, right? If you're carrying upwards of 30%, this starts impacting your credit score. And if your credit score is impacted, it makes it difficult to get very flexible terms on financing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I had no idea how high like 20% interest was on um, credit cards until there was one month. I I usually auto withdraw, but right. I forgot to like do the payment one time. And then I got like finance charges and it was probably like $20 on wow. like a balance of $200. And I was like, excuse me, like yes. how, how is this compounded? Like yes. I was, I was taken aback. So it's, it's honestly really crazy because people who do carry credit card balances, like they're getting hit hard and it's not, it's not a small amount of money. So just like, taking care of that, like paying down your credit card debt can make a huge difference. It can. It can. So there's a lot of mechanisms out there, whether you use an avalanche method or a snowball, uh, you can focus on if you're, if you've got multiple credit cards and you're paying $50 here and a hundred dollars here and $200 here, well, you could start, let's say you just started by, by getting rid of the $50 payment balance focused on that. And then once that's done, now you've got $50 available to start putting somewhere else, right? And then so on and so forth. So you may not be able to do it overnight, but the, to your point about uh, that $20 uh, finance charge that you got, that kind of references what I was saying earlier about when you really pay attention to where your money is going, that $20 should hurt, right? Like it's just being thrown away, mm-hmm. right? So Although you may not be able to fix it, you were talking just about a $200 balance, but imagine if it was a $2,000 balance or a $20,000 balance, right? Imagine what those charges are like. Um, but then starting to focus on that plan on, on eliminating that, that waste of that, that finance charge could be applied towards a car payment or to a bigger condo or, or something, right? So uh, those are the things. And that's why I maintain that although we say the simple thing is to budget, it really is a very important step to just get really intimate with what what's coming in and where you're spending your money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, knowing your net worth is really important. Just knowing where everything is, like all right. of your assets and liabilities, everything. I think that is really important because I mean, I feel like sometimes people don't know. Absolutely. What are some common misconceptions about personal finance that you often hear? Well, something as simple as I got a great credit score, I pay my debt off balances every month. The fact that if you're not, and I'll focus on the credit aspect of it, just because it's it's a predominant issue here in Canada uh, with respect to how much credit or debt Canadians are carrying. But when you look at your, oh, you know what? I don't use credit. So I therefore I have great credit. But great credit is only because you utilize the credit system properly, right? If you're not using it, you know, there was a story a while back. I was in Toronto speaking to a colleague and he came from a very, very well-to-do family. And, and he's very honest about it. They never really had to worry about money. But, you know, he wanted to buy that condo overlooking the water, the penthouse, and he got declined by the bank. Why? I've got all this money in the bank account. I've never needed credit. Well, then use the money in your bank account because no credit doesn't mean it's good credit. It just means there's no information to take a risk on you, right? It's just understanding the details around what it is that impacts your personal finance. What we aspire to do is uh, make personal financial fitness very similar to what you see on a 
on a Fitbit. You're managing your steps, your heart rate, your your calories. You're managing all this stuff. So the same type of principles are you can focus on on a high level on those same things that make a difference on your on your personal finance. Misconceptions, again, to summarize, is a lot um, that you can have a plan and you can achieve it, right? You you can you can be further ahead today than you were yesterday. Absolutely, you can. Yeah, it's just little steps. It's all about taking the first step. I think that's the hardest part. It is difficult, but you you do need to build momentum. Um, at the same time, uh, certain people have some challenges that are bigger than others, and they don't know what to do. So there are online resources, either the government or Canada website, on things that you can do. And, and you should be, you know, one of the things that they do suggest is that, are there other people in your network that you can talk about it? And people don't like to talk about some of these things because I don't know whether it is we're all socialized to keep this front that everything is fine, but to realize that there are a lot of people with the same problem, same concerns, right? Where tuition or retirement or uh, repaying repaying debt, like we all struggle with those same things on a daily basis. Like I want that, but I can't afford that just yet. So how am I going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of the reason why I have this podcast to yes. help normalize conversations about money because it shouldn't be a taboo topic. It really shouldn't be. Everyone has to deal with it. Yes. If people want to learn more, where can they go to learn more? So mymarvel.ca is where they can go to learn more about our solutions and how they can help and a lot of free resources in there with the respect to education and a free account where we provide you some recommendations on some of those things that are, are very geared around financial literacy and teaching people some of the simple concepts that they have. And if you would like to sign up for Marble, you can do so using my referral link, which is in the show notes. All right. And that's all the time that we have for today. Kareem, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, Gloria. Sorry, I rambled on and on. There was there was a lot of things to talk about. Maybe you'll invite me in the future, but I really enjoyed this. And thanks for including Marvel as part of your podcast. As the aspiring Miss Independent, this is Gloria signing out. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. And if you're using Apple Pods, please toss me five stars. It would help me so, so much. So see you next time. Until then, stay healthy and grow wealthy.